Hello everyone, this is Georgia Took. I'm going to be recording my first ever notes on segment. You can read the full text at jiggleandjuicecollective.com or you can listen with me here. I apologize that I have lost my voice. I am recording this at the end of my work week and I seem to always lose my voice at the end. So bear with me. But without further ado, I'm going to get into my notes on the Yoko Ono show, Growing Freedom, at the Vancouver Art Gallery. I think it's important to check in with yourself before entering a gallery. Who are you when you are viewing art? And how will that impact the way you view it? Sometimes I have all the patience and attention, time and energy to fully take in what I'm seeing and fully digest the details. This, however, was not one of those times. Let me set the scene before we dive into the first of four exhibitions I saw during my Vancouver day trip. Fueled by jealousy and crappy coffee, I found myself hungover and determined to see some art in the big city on my only full day off. I've absolutely adored watching Shay go to galleries and see some incredible work, and I felt included and inspired each time I read her thoughts on the shows she visits. In my mind, Vancouver is a hop, skip, and a jump away from Victoria. Um, For those of you who don't know, Vancouver is located on the west coast of Canada, and Victoria is on the island next to it, about an hour and a half ferry ride away. But in reality, especially when traveling by public transit, it is eons away. I left my house at 8.30am and arrived at my first gallery at noon. I'd been meaning to check out the Yoko Ono Growing Freedom show at the Vancouver Art Gallery, so I figured that would be a good place to start. Now initially I couldn't quite put my finger on the feeling I had about the exhibition until I called Shay the next day to talk it through. She told me that she hasn't been feeling compelled to see the art of huge celebrity artists retrospective shows, and she gave the example of the immersive Van Gogh exhibition that's been traveling around lately. And I felt the same way, but why? While I do think these artists' work is crucial to art history, where does it sit contextually now? I feel like Ono's work was groundbreaking and spellbinding in the time it was created, and even perhaps for the following few decades. But now? I feel like the artist celebrity trope is tired because the celebrity trope is tired. Celebrities aren't nearly as interesting or mysterious anymore. I think that's of course due to the internet, the oversaturation of media, and the commodification of individuality. The fact that anyone with a phone and a social media app can be famous for literally any reason. Also, seeing a famous artist's retrospective work isn't as fun or exciting because we've already seen it, talked about it, scholars and critics have written about it ad nauseum, and Gen Pop decided that this is a good artist who made good work. I feel like I, as the viewer of Ono's show, I didn't have to do any real legwork to understand anything. Um, Don't get me wrong, I still love Ono's body of work. She's someone who truly lives a fully creative life, finding art, love, and hope in every avenue she embarked on, whether that was alone or with her husband, John Lennon. There was no separating her life from her art, which I truly find admirable and inspirational. The first room I walked into had a large projection of one of Ono's most famous and one of my favorite works in her career, Cut Piece from 1964. I first learned about this work when I was in my first year of art school learning about performance art. Ono sat on her knees on a stage before an audience with a large pair of scissors beside her. 
The gallery viewers were invited to come up to Ono and use the scissors on her clothes. What I found most interesting was how Ono did this performance in America and in Japan, and the audiences interacted with her very differently. The Japanese audience was hesitant to participate, and when they did cut her clothes, it was done modestly, whereas unsurprisingly, the American audience were as quick to cut every piece of clothing off her body. While I was watching this work, taking in the video for the first time after knowing about it for years, I heard this incredibly loud hammering from the next room over. I grew immediately irritated because I was having my moment with the piece and I was being rudely interrupted by what I assumed was a installation or deinstallation from the gallery. And I thought, couldn't they do that not during opening hours? It wasn't until I walked into the next room that I discovered the source of the noise. On the wall across the room hung an approximately three foot by three foot wooden canvas um, with over a hundred nails haphazardly stuck into every surface. Next to it hung a box of nails and a hammer chained to the wall. The noise I was just upset about was not at all what I thought it was, but rather an interactive prompt that Ono had given the gallery goers to participate in. And this was not the only piece that required viewer participation in this room. There was also a white ladder placed in the middle of the room, a seemingly blank canvas hung flush with the ceiling, and a magnifying glass hanging down from the ceiling next to it from a chain. If you climbed the ladder and held the magnifying glass up to the center of the canvas, you'd be greeted with a very tiny yes. As I moved through the space, I heard a mixture of giggles, ceramic pieces clinking and clacking together, as well as the sound of scotch tape being torn off the little metal teeth of its container from behind a divider wall. As I rounded the corner, I found four women sitting at a table, all bent over a project they were working on. It reminded me of a craft you would make at summer camp. In the middle of the table was a pile of broken white ceramic mugs and plates. The piece was called Mend. The viewers... And as I typed viewers, something didn't feel right. Viewers feel so passive in this scenario. I was not viewing, but actively participating. Anyways, I digress. Uh, the participants are invited to use tape or string to put the pieces back together in whatever way they desire. Some people reconstructed the plates or cups, whereas others made entirely new creations. I loved this part of the show. It was the first time in the exhibition so far that I felt relaxed and really focused. Viewing art by yourself can be lonely and quiet, so this was a nice activity to connect with the work and to feel present. The next half of the show was dedicated to Yoko Ono and John Lennon's relationship and the work that they created together. And while I find their love and devotion to each other and their art incredibly inspiring, I don't feel particularly compelled to write about the work that they created together. So the last piece that I saw in the exhibition, though, really caught my attention. It was a collaborative work called Arising. It was an open call to women of all ages from all countries to submit a testament of harm that has been done to them for being a woman. They were instructed to send a photo of just their eyes and their story. Some of them were two lines long, whereas others were six pages long. Each story was printed out on an 8.5 by 11 sheet of paper and was hung on a wire lining um, on the walls. This work was raw, vulnerable, and heartbreaking. 
It's both infuriating and devastating to know that every woman has a story of harm that's been done to them because of their gender and to see even a small volume of women who have courageously shared those stories. I think it's incredibly powerful that Ono has given these people a voice and provided a space for others to read and listen. My roundup of thoughts for this show. I feel like I spent the whole time feeling like I should have been getting more out of it. Like this is Yoko fucking Ono. Shouldn't I leave feeling elated like I just saw one of the greats? Why do I not feel like running to my studio, creative juices flowing, ready to make something? And even as I'm writing this a week later, I'm still trying to figure that out. I think it's because I knew that I had three more shows ahead of me. I felt the time pressure I was putting on myself and an impending long sky train, bus, ferry, car ride home at the end of it all. But overall, a wonderful show of life lived for art. If you want to read more about the show, you can do so here at the Vancouver Art Gallery website. Thank you so much for listening to my first segment of Notes On. I really appreciate you taking the time to either read or listen. You can read the other texts on our website at jiggleandjuicecollective.com or you can continue listening to the rest of them here on whichever streaming service you've picked. Thanks so much. We'll see you next time.